everybody. Welcome into this episode of the Transform Recruiting Podcast. I'm your host, Brad Owens. And with me today, I've got Landon Zemke. Landon, welcome in, man. Hey, thanks. Thanks so much for having me. I'm, I'm excited to be here. I'm excited for this podcast, too. I'm really glad you're starting it. Yeah, there's not enough people talking about what the future could hold and what we can do about it. Yeah, yeah, for so, sure. Uh, apparently, LinkedIn wanted it uh, when I posted it up. So yeah, <laughs> I'm happy to be doing it. Um, so let's give everyone kind of your background so we can understand where you're coming from. So why don't you introduce yourself? Yeah, yeah. And I'll try to keep this, you know, somewhat short um, because I have kind of a long and winding path as to how I got to where I am today. So <laughs> um, so. Uh, I started uh, started my career in sales initially, um, selling uh, consulting services, and then um, moved into uh, moved into the staffing world um, a, a little bit later. Uh, first as an account manager, and then moved into recruiting. Um, through all of that time, where I was, um, you know, selling, hitting the phones, um, making offers, all those kind of things. I was always the uh, the systems and process nerd in the room, um, and, and I couldn't help myself. Um, in fact, I think I bothered my manager sometimes because, um, you know, they'd be like, "Okay, you're you're at the whiteboard again. Like, go make calls." I'm like, "No, we got <laughs> in there. We yeah. have to like optimize this process because it's taking us way too long to submit candidates." You know, and so, um, so I just I just was drawn to it. So, um, had an opportunity to. Uh, start to get into the world of technology directly myself um, uh, when I joined a firm that was uh, a little bit smaller and I could wear a lot of hats and I knew that they were implementing Salesforce and, and Salesforce was a tool that I'd wanted to get my hands on for quite a while. And um, and so I knew that if I took that that lead recruiting role, I could probably raise my hand and, and, and run that project. And so, uh, so I, I got the role. I uh, got into the company and kind of day one said, hey, you know, is anyone running this project, you know, or, or what do you want to do with this project? They're like, you can have it. We don't want it. <laughs> Here, it's yours. Congratulations. And so, um, so, so I took and ran with that project and, um, and was very successful with it. Uh, if I can have an egotistical moment there, um, uh, it was, it was, it was a situation where, uh, it was going poorly, and I uh, was able to kind of herd all the cats and um, and bring it to a point of success. Um, and inside of that, I uh, started to get my chops around uh, uh, admin work and more technical work. And then also at the same time, uh, developed a little product. I don't know if I've told you this, Brad, but uh, uh, developed a product called Whizbang, which was a sales note-taking app. And so... Uh, so this was this was before and, and, and timing's everything, right? So uh, this was before um, Siri and uh, you know Alexa, uh, all, all the voice technology that we're so accustomed to today, um, really hadn't taken off at the time. And so uh, the the idea behind this tool was that you could leave a sales meeting or recruiting meeting uh, on site somewhere, jump in your car, call this number. And then it would ask you questions that you would pre-program to ask yourself when you left a meeting. And it would then voice transcribe those responses. And then when you got back to your desk, uh, there would be this transcribed conversation sitting in your email inbox that then you could oh, how fun is that? Uh, use to follow up. 
Um, so, um, so I, I actually, I think it's, uh, it, it's funny. I just had a client the other day ask for basically that. And so I'm like, maybe it's, maybe it's time to, to, to brush that off and, and do something That's with awesome. it. But, um, but it was, it was ahead of its time, uh, in that, uh, we couldn't get the voice, uh, transcription to be accurate enough for it, for it to work, especially in challenging environments. Like if you're driving a car. So, sure. um, I think we could do it today, but in any, in any case, uh, had the opportunity to go through kind of a full, full life cycle, uh, technology build with that just moonlighting though. That was just totally on the side, me and a developer, um, working at night weekends, uh, learning, learning, learning. So, um, so had the opportunity to get in Salesforce stuff, had the opportunity to do that on the side and, um, uh, eventually, uh, across the pond. So um, got got out of uh, sales and recruiting role into uh, product management and project management and um, and had a, a, a little stint with um, Optum or United Health Group, which is a very, very large uh, organization, um, uh, Salesforce customer, I know, um, and uh, was there for a little period of time and then went and um, jumped into the world of consulting uh, to help implement uh, Salesforce uh, for a property management company. So stepped outside of the industry for a minute. Um, I was there for about a year. Um, they were a venture funded company that um, ran out of money or at least ran off enough money to pay contractors. And so, um, so, uh, so, you know, small world, um, I, I had actually uh, placed the CTO there as a recruiter and I placed yeah. him twice in his career. And so, so he and I were buddies. And so he pulled me aside and said, Hey, you know, uh, everyone else has to go now. I've gotten you a few more weeks and, um, you know, but after that you gotta, you know, take off. And so I'm, I, I told him that I had this idea for what is now Helpstone, which is my current company. Um, and I had, I had started, um, again, kind of working at night, uh, working, uh, on the weekends, doing some sideline stuff that aligned with, uh, this idea I had. And I said, Hey, um, I I'd like to bring this to life. Uh, the projects I'm working on here are critical. You know, that, uh, could we do like half time and then I could launch my own thing. And, um, and so he said, well, that's, that's something that we maybe can do. So I'll go talk to the CFO, get back to you. Uh, more critically, I needed to go talk to my wife um, and get her her, her buy-in. Um, it's a family uh, decision. Yeah, it is. So, um, so in any case, um, thankfully, the CFO and my wife both said this was a go. And so from there, um, when started to pursue uh, my own clients as well as you know doing this consulting work on the side. Um, and, uh, had my first client, uh, after like nine days and, um, what was really pointed at the time or, or what sold, uh, my wife at least was that I started doing cold outreaches, describing to, uh, people what I was trying to, uh, you know, what, what I was intending to bring into the world. And, um, I got like 80% return rates on those outreaches to cold, cold, you know, uh, cold relationships. And so, I'd been in sales and recruiting long enough to know that unless you're, you know, putting your finger on the pulse of something that's real, uh, you're not going to get that kind of response. And so, um, so it gave me the confidence to, to take that jump. And so, uh, from there, um, really, uh, 
you know, initially we worked on um, job science uh, customers. Um, that was that was our initial push, um, and then uh, quickly got into working with other ATS providers. Um, uh, talent Rover, Target Recruit, and then um, came across uh, the idea of just using Salesforce natively as an ATS. And uh, that's that's the idea we've been kind of riffing on, um, you know, ever since we did our first project there, which was probably about three years ago when we did our first uh, project to uh, help a company who had formerly had Salesforce on the recruiting side. They'd used all sorts of ATSs on the on the on the um, uh, Sorry, did I say on the recruiting side? They they had Salesforce on the sales side of things. They'd use all sorts of ATSs on the recruiting side. You know, Nimble, Bullhorn, Google Hire, spreadsheets, um, <laughs> all the things, and um, uh, decided to bring it all under one umbrella inside of Salesforce um, and do that without an ATS overlay. And it was very successful, and to this day is very successful, and um, has allowed them to grow and scale massively as a company. And um, uh, really is a reason they've grown. No, probably not, but, uh, it's, um, <laughs> it's, we'll take it's it now. <laughs> yeah, we'll take it. Uh, so it's, it's, it's worked well in that. So that sparked, uh, the idea of, of that being a really good path for, for companies. So, um, so yeah, I guess I, I can go more, uh, into, you know, the history of, of help but I think we're here to talk about other things as well. Um, but, uh, but yeah, we, we, we've, you know, as, as I started the company, of course, you can do anything, right? When you're, it's it's greenfield when you're starting a company, and so, um, so we decided to focus only on the staffing and recruiting space, um, and we decided to focus only on sales Salesforce. So, um, have had you know other ideas over time, especially as we started um, about okay, let's focus on other technologies or perhaps other industries, that kind of thing, but really um, have done very little of that. We've been very focused. So it's it's kind of, we've just been marinating in, in this world, uh, both from a technology standpoint and, and, and uh, industry standpoint, uh, ever since we started. So nice. So yeah. you've been seller, you've been recruiter, yep. you've been designer, you've been an architect, you've been an implementer. Um, You've done a good amount of things. So you've seen it from a bunch of different sides. So when yes. you look at the industry as a whole now, yeah, what in the world are we dealing with right now? <laughs> yeah, it's it's interesting. You know, I was I was uh I was thinking about this, you know, this question. Um, you know, and, and I guess I'm kind of always thinking about that question, right? So um I think that you know I, I, there's several things that 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 came to mind as I was, as preparing for our conversation today, um, but but I think that the the overall piece that, that that really I think glues it all together is is that I've seen a huge lack of uh, what I would call technology fundamentals inside of uh, staffing firms. That's so, a new term. All right. Fundamentals. What are the fundamentals? <laughs> so um, data that uh, that agrees with itself, and um, uh, architecture that's simplistic and and something that you can report against, and um, and this is a big one is 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 having people actually use a technology that's set up. Um, there's there's huge huge problems with that, um, and 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 it's. Um, you know, of course, it's uh, being more on the technology side for me. It's it's 
frustrating <laughs> because there's all this cool stuff that gets set up and then and doesn't get used a lot of times. And so uh, I definitely want to riff on that as well as kind of its own topic. But um, but yeah, I, th- I think that um, it's it's really easy to get swept away in um, looking at the shiny objects or, or, or being attracted to the shiny objects when it comes to technology. And and so uh, I've thought about this a lot, and and I even I just I just listened to a podcast um, uh, uh, by uh, well I, I don't know if you ever listened to Art of Manliness, Brad, but it's it's a heck of a one. heck of a podcast. Um, so yeah. he, and he talks about all sorts of things. Um, but one that I listened to recently was um, uh, was titled "The Future Is Analog," and. Uh, and I thought that it was it was fascinating. Um, and, 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 you know, we, we've we've been uh, swept into this idea that that the future is digital. Um, and, and do I think it is? Yeah, I think it is. But I would also say that um, COVID put that to the test mm-hmm. and education. Well, it worked sort of <laughs> with technology. It didn't really, right? There, there were huge deficiencies when it came to education. Um, uh, Poor kindergartners. Yeah. First experience in school. <laughs> no, no kidding. No kidding. Um, uh, when it came to, to retail, which for years we've said retail is going away. Well, guess what? As soon as those stores reopened, people started coming back. Mm-hmm. It was not hard to get people to come back to the stores. Um, so, um, so, so I think that uh, I think that while certainly uh, technology is uh, important and, and it's what I live in, and breathe every day, um, there is this people component to it that I think is many times undervalued and um, is something that, that really, if we can harness the people side and kind of bring those analog and those digital worlds together, I think that's where we'll really see value um, going forward. Sure. So these technology fundamentals, yeah. I am kind of seeing the same things as you of, you know, there's no focus on one single anything. There mm-hmm. isn't there. While you have to, at points, just get things done. And that means having to put butts in seats and make phone calls. I mean, that's just has to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, but when you give people that autonomy to just, hey, make these phone calls, they're going to have the same autonomy with the technology that they use. They're going to open that Excel spreadsheet because it's easier because they don't have to learn your system. They're going to uh, put things just in their notes app because that's what mm-hmm. they have. Right. Uh, what are you seeing as kind of the the first step to uh, solving this technology fundamental problem? Yeah, well, I, I think that I think one of the big things is is making sure that that the technology that's built is uh, is actionable. Um, and, and what I mean by that, and one one of the things we do with a lot of clients is uh, is help them get out of spreadsheets. And even the ones that use technology, you know, well, I would say, are, are still using spreadsheets mm-hmm. <laughs> to manage. Uh, a scary portion of their business, yeah, and top so firms in the world world yeah. are still doing that. Yeah, like the majority of their business. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And so, you know, I think about one client who um, had a really elaborate spreadsheet to track uh, where they were at with candidates currently 
um, you know, that, that are, that we're currently pursuing open roles. And, mm-hmm. um, and they, they had in that case, talent Rover, uh, implemented, they had an ATS, um, they kind of sort of had all the data they needed, but they were still using the spreadsheet to manage that process. And, uh, and, and more tactically, they were using it in their morning meetings. And so rather than opening up Salesforce every morning or, or, or any database, I guess it doesn't have to be Salesforce. I mean, it's a world I've chosen to live in. But whatever your ATS is, rather than opening that up and saying, where are we at currently with all this stuff, um, with, with these candidates in this process, they're opening up a spreadsheet every morning. And so uh, with them and, and many other clients, what, what I've done is I've focused on those kind of things and said, okay, what would it take to put together a dashboard, to put together reports, to put together uh, a way to visualize that data and then interact with it inside of a meeting? And and that's when you start to win that game because then as, as you're preparing for that as a recruiter or a salesperson and you know that morning meeting is coming up, you're not going to a spreadsheet to update the stuff. You're going to your system of record to update the stuff. And, and then that, that creates that kind of social pressure and, and, and accountability to actually input that information. And so, um, so, so it's, it's doing that. And again, we've done it successfully with, uh, you know, many comp- companies, um, and, and it's, it's really rewarding. I mean, I remember sitting in, uh, one of the first clients that, that we ever signed, um, I remember sitting in a morning meeting with them, watching them go through the, the Kanban board that I'd put together for them, uh, you know, for their candidates and process. And it was like, you know, warm my heart, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> because, uh, because they used to do, they used to do it on a whiteboard and very yeah. visual. Great. But then they're like, they're always like, okay, did we update the system or not? And, and you kind of get to this place where whatever system you're using ends up being the, um, it ends up being like an administrative afterthought or something yeah. that's kind of another task to do rather yeah. than it being a tactical tool to move things forward. Yep. No, that's a good point. I mean, if you make it a, uh, a mandate from the top of, Hey, this is what we're going to review. They're yes. not going to be the ones that didn't update. Right. <laughs> like, yeah. It's a yeah. change management thing is a, a big deal for this. Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. And I guess the, the other, other example, um, you know, and this is, this has a lot of teeth, so you gotta be careful with this kind of thing, but even tying like commission to, uh, getting, getting, uh, let's say an oppor- opportunity through to a closed status or having there be, you know, validations in place that, Hey, this information has to be in before you can make money off of this. Again, people pay attention. <laughs> and, yeah, they do. <laughs> Start messing with how I make money. I'm, yeah. I'm listening now. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, you know, and like I said, you have to be careful with that kind of stuff. But at the same point, um, you know, you, you don't want kind of this this shadow system of spreadsheets and post-it notes and whiteboards um, that you're trying to like translate into your main system all the time. Yeah, I actually said this on a, a recent recording, so um, avid listeners will know. But uh, when we have these conversations with top firms in the in the country and abroad. Um, 
we recently had a conversation where uh, they were going through the same sort of things. They had data everywhere. They didn't really know where it was. Their reporting wasn't accurate. They couldn't forecast their business. So we went through this exercise with them of, all right, let's sit beside the people that are doing the work. Let's figure out where all this data actually lives first, because if we don't know where it is, we can't do anything with it. Right. And at the end of this process, we came up with kind of this this map of where everything was. And the IT leader that was involved in this, like top C-level leader in IT said, oh, wow, I didn't know we had that much data coming in from all these places. Mm -hmm. I know. And mm -hmm. it's just an amazing exercise. So, yes. yes, I'm with you. I feel like if we can get a hold of one, where is all of our data? Mm -hmm. That's a good start. Mm -hmm. And then why is it there? Mm -hmm. Is there a purpose to this being there? Is it just because this thing's not easy to use? Well, then cool. We can figure that out. But right. you can't do this from your, I mean, I hate the term, but you can't do this from your ivory tower. You have mm -hmm. to go sit beside people and yep. figure out how they're doing it, or at least have a team that's going to go do it. Right. And right. yeah, that, I'm yeah. seeing a lot of people get a lot of value out of that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I think that that leads into, and, and again, kind of the there is this theme that you'll hear through through everything I say here, but but it, it does lead into making sure that you have the right people in place to to drive uh, your technology and process. And so, um, so so one of the things that that we do and we encourage our clients to do, you know, when we're not in the room, is uh, to be a watcher at the wall for for new uh, new spreadsheets or new ways that. Uh, data is getting tracked that's, again, outside of the source of truth. And so to go, okay, let's not spin up another spreadsheet. Like, let's add one field and a report and track this where all the other data is, right? And so um, so it's just, it's, it's having that, like, in the moment um, tracking of, like, hey, let's, let's not do this. Let's not, you know, perpetrate that you know, or perpetuate the, the, uh, the issue. Um, and, and then, and, and I think more broadly, uh, you, you need, you need people to, uh, to, to help drive change a lot of times too. Um, and of course we're in the, in the business of change, uh, most of the time when we're hired, there's, there's change happening. Um, but, uh, but, but man, people are critical inside of that. And if, if you don't have, um, if you don't have the right people in place to help actuate the change. Uh, you, you might, in, in some ways, you might as well not do it. <laughs> yeah, I agree. And I feel like they aren't going to find those people that are actually doing this day in and day out. You need a third party perspective to say, hey, uh, you all might be missing something over here. And uh, I saw it this way because they wouldn't be where they were if they had some outsized perspective coming in and looking at this thing. Yeah. Or someone like a Landon on their team that says, we could do better at this kind of stuff. <laughs> Listen to those people. Yeah, right, right. Yeah, because I was going to say, I think it's both, right? Because I, I think that there's there, there's one thing for an outsider like myself to come in and go, um, hey, you should be doing it this way um, or you should be thinking about this. And another thing for there to be internal pull, uh, hopefully by a leader, um, to say, we are going to do it this way. Um, mm -hmm. and, and I think you need both. Um, I, I've, I haven't seen it be very successful if you just have one or the other. Yeah. Yep. Agreed. Yeah. So, uh, let's wrap up the episode by giving you your dream, unlimited budget, unlimited people, unlimited resources. <laughs> what would you create change that would affect this industry for years to come? Yeah. Well, 
I'm I'm working on it right now. Um, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so, uh, so, so you know, it, it goes back to it goes back to this fundamental piece. Um, I'm I'm a really big believer in um, platform centric technology built. So, sure. uh, and, and it's the reason again uh, that I'm a Salesforce guy is that there's so much you can do with that one platform. Um, the you know the the problem still persists today that there are uh, way too many platforms or, or individual pieces of software that companies are using and trying to like lace together to have it all work well. It's it's complicated. I mean, I was just looking at an architectural diagram the other day of a new client that we're uh, potentially working with, and and it's um, there's a lot there, and for that to all work well together, it's tough. It's tough, and so. Um, and so uh, if, if I had all the, the money and the budget in the world um, inside the next year, I would uh, finish off all the product build I want to build around creating a la carte plug in plug and play tools for the Salesforce ecosystem to help drive recruiting and sales and staffing. So um, so we're, we're in the process of that. We we built a resume uh, resume parser and viewer uh, about a year ago that came on the market called Parsley. And uh, we're currently in the works uh, and it actually just got accelerated through a, a partnership deal that I'm, I'm still working out. So I can only say so much about it, um, but we're working on a time tracking tool now. Um, again, a plug and play, a la carte. If you need it, you can get it. If you don't, you don't need to get it um, type of tool um, that allows for time tracking for contractors, um, which I, I think will be a huge win. Um, there's, yeah, there, there's several other tools that, that we want to build as well. Um, things like a, a great connector to LinkedIn recruiter, um, uh, a really uh, great connection, uh, and, and easy setup, uh, job board and application process. Um, and, and then, um, uh, onboarding, uh, onboarding is a big topic right now. Uh, we're involved in multiple deals right now where, um, we're trying to automate onboarding make it quicker and easier, uh, especially uh, interestingly, like travel nursing, as an example, um, there's an incredible amount of uh, paperwork you need to go through to get those people onboarded. And usually it's going very, very fast. And so, um, again, creating a discretionary tool that you can choose to say yes to um, if you need it and, and you don't need to at it if you don't need it. And so just creating um, uh, all these tools that plug into this very, very dynamic uh, open Lego set of a of a platform in Salesforce um, to to help create that flexibility uh, going forward for companies to grow. And I guess the only other thing I'll add to that is um, is that is that there's a shift right now in some companies from a very candidate centric market to more of a sales and marketing centric uh, market. And um, and so a lot of times firms have. Uh, when when you were just focused on candidates and like that's the only thing, um, it's easy for those sales and marketing uh, muscles to atrophy a bit. And so, what I think is awesome about again Salesforce is that you can you can shift really quickly into that mode and pursue new business through business development and marketing efforts um, much more easily than than a lot of tools out there. So anyway, that would be what I'd love to bring to the world. 
Nice. I, I liked your point there about adding on these things so that you can grow. It's mm-hmm. not you don't have to buy it all up front. You don't have to be a all right. This is the perfect system for us. We're using it for everything. Like, yeah, right. That's just not how it's going to work. No, it's not, uh, not reality. <laughs> so I love it. All right. Uh, so Landon, you gave a lot of good advice here on what people should be doing with their data. I mean, at the very basics is mm-hmm. what we're really talking about here. So yes. uh, yeah. where do you want people to uh, find you if they have additional questions or want to continue the conversation? Yeah, yeah. you can find me at uh, helpstone.io. Uh, not .com, won't get you anywhere. So helpstone.io. And um, and also um, you can uh, look at our, our products at uh, parsley.io. So it's P-A-R-S-L-I.io. Perfect. All right, well, Anna, really appreciate the perspective. Thanks so much for coming on. If you listeners would like to hear a little bit more about this podcast and what we're digging into, you can listen at transformrecruiting.com. If you got any sort of insight, like to be a part of the show, or just want to talk, give me a, an email. It's hello at bradowens.com. Thanks so much again for listening. We will see you on the next one.